Merry Christmas! I can't believe it, it's actually here, it's Christmas time, I'm so excited! I'm actually recording this, okay, I'm recording it before Christmas, but I'm putting it out on, yes, it's going out on Christmas Day, I know, everybody's busy, nobody's going to listen to it, so no real change for my podcast then, hehe, <laughs> I know, I get a cheeky little joke in, but yeah, I wanted to just put something out to say big Merry Christmas to everybody, anybody, all joy bunnies out there, whether you have a house full of people or whether you're having Christmas, just you and the garden birds, just wanted to put that wee message out for you. I also just, for a bit of fun, wanted to go through some of the traditions that we do in the UK at Christmas time and discuss where they came from. Just for a bit of fun, just for something a little different. I know, I'm cheating again with the title. The first one I wanted to look at was, why do we even have Christmas trees in the UK? Now that wasn't introduced apparently. Now I have used various sources on the internet for all of this, so I'm not going to name every single site because there's loads of them. But apparently the first Christmas tree was introduced in 1800 by the wife of King George III, I think, um, who was called Queen Charlotte. And she brought the tradition with her from her native Germany, where it was apparently custom to have a Christmas tree in your home. I think it was usually a yew tree from what I can find out. So that's that's when it started. And we've been doing it ever since. So why is mistletoe hung up at Christmas? I've got to be honest, I don't have actual mistletoe in the house. I have a knitted version of it hanging up. Now what I could find out, and I'll just read it to you, it says before it became a romantic symbol, mistletoe was considered so sacred in ancient Britain it could only be cut by druids with a golden sickle. I've never heard that before. The plant apparently had connotations of peace and people who met underneath it were forbidden from fighting, even if they were bitter enemies. I think they should bring that back. I should bring, never mind kissing them, that's just, you know, no fighting. Hang a giant piece of mistletoe over the earth, that would do. Uh, homes decorated with mistletoe offered shelter and protection to anyone who entered. Isn't that lovely? Now it says here, even to this day, it's rare to see a sprig of mistletoe inside a church thanks to its pagan leanings. Mm. And to the druids of the old religions, it was a potent symbol of fertility. Wasn't everything. And the Greeks and the Romans regularly parlayed peace beneath its boughs. From the Middle Ages, our ancestors hung it above the threshold to ward off evil spirits, although the Victorians helped give the plant its modern lip-smacking tradition. Well, isn't that lovely? So, that's the mistletoe. What we've been finding is a lot of these traditions that we do, it all comes to the Victorians. It's all thanks to them. So, I found here about Christmas cards, and it says that even some of our most established traditions have unusual origins. Now, for Christmas cards, in 1843, I think it's supposed to be John Calcutt Horsley, now there's a name, he sent the first printed Christmas card for his friend Sir Henry Cole. But apparently this card caused a bit of controversy at the time because it was shown a picture of a small child drinking wine. So you wouldn't get away with that now, but apparently back then that was okay. Now in the UK, the day after Christmas, we call it Boxing Day. I don't think everywhere does, but we do here. And again, it says it's a a tradition uh, going way back sometime in the 1800s, apparently, when... Christmas gifts were received in a Christmas box and the following day, the wealthier, you know, 
they talk about classless society now, but there was a huge difference then, and the wealthier classes would fill that box with gifts to give to the poor, often servants and staff from their home. And another alternative version of that that I have heard is that the box would actually be given to the local church to help poorer people. I've heard that more, that one, that they would come out of church the day after Christmas and it was a little box that they gave to the poor who'd be waiting outside for it. So, Boxing Day. Now, did you know that since 1947, Norway has been giving a Christmas tree every single year to the UK as a sign of gratitude for the support during World War II and it's displayed in Trafalgar Square in London. That happens every year and it's been going on since 1947. That's ages. Now I did find another couple of things I just wanted to share with you. This isn't going to be a huge long episode this week because I'm like you, we're all busy, I'm trying to get this out and I'm thinking, oh God, I'd, I'd forgot even to do Christmas cards this year. I've just got them all finished today. So yeah, um, I thought I was so well organised, apparently not. So hanging stockings. Do you know where that comes from? Apparently it's from a Dutch custom of leaving shoes packed with food for St Nicholas's donkeys. That's not easy to say, especially after a glass of two of the old mulled wine. Uh, and apparently you leave that out for these donkeys and he leaves you small gifts in return. This, I like these. I think we should bring all these back, including the donkeys. And the tradition of putting tangerines in the stockings comes from 12th century French nuns Merci, who left socks full of fruit, nuts and tangerines at the houses of the poor. I haven't heard that one before. Now technically, now here's one, technically it's illegal to eat mince pies on Christmas Day in England. Did you know? Uh, This explains why, so I'm coming back to it. In 1647, Oliver Cromwell passed a law which made Christmas celebration in England illegal. Now, that law was overturned 13 years later, but apparently, according to another um, site that I was looking at, it said the one about the Christmas puddings, that law has never been rescinded. I don't know. Maybe it has. But if you're eating a mince pie on Christmas Day in England, you know, just do it quietly. And the Yule log, now to us, that's just a nice big chocolate cake, but originally it was an entire tree that was carefully chosen and brought into the house with great ceremony and burned over the 12 days of Christmas. Isn't that nice? Now the last one I'm going to leave you with. We've all heard of the Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens. We've all either read it, seen the film, whatever. We all know that. But did you know, in Victorian times, it was normal, it was a custom, and some people still do it, to share ghost stories at Christmas time. That was a big thing. That went on for a long, long time. And apparently Charles Dickens, uh, his Christmas carol, that kind of contributed to the whole tradition of telling ghost stories. You know, there's ghosts in the story. And I also did find out that in that story, you know how Ebenezer Scrooge, his famous line of bah humbug, it almost never happened. Apparently Charles Dickens was going to say bah Christmas. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he changed it. So there you go. There's the traditions, some of them that we have in the UK. I know other places have similar ones, but that's the ones uh, that we have. There are more. I'm not going to go through them all. You're busy. So go and have a lovely Christmas. If you're listening to this later, hope you had a lovely Christmas. I will be back for New Year. Please come back and join me. Share this around, follow, subscribe, whatever you have to do. So I hope you've had a fantastic Christmas. I hope you've enjoyed that little bit of Christmas trivia that I brought today. Until next time, you take care of your self.